Who dat? And welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast. It's the second day of May 2018, and the NFL draft has concluded. With many surprises coming our way, we're here to break down what the Saints did before, during, and after this incredible draft. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, and who dat, everybody? I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. We appreciate you tuning in to another fabulous episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. We've got another great one for you tonight. So like Dayton said, we'll be recapping the 2018 NFL Draft, how our New Orleans Saints did our favorite team, and what to expect heading into camp. Uh, quick little thing before we get into things, we just want to give a quick shout-out for a couple guests who couldn't make it tonight. We'll be on uh, shortly. Our reoccurring guest, uh, Charlie, uh, you know him pretty well. He'll be on, hopefully, sometime in the future. He couldn't make it tonight. Another guest who couldn't make it for the draft show. Make sure you check that out, too, guys. If you haven't seen it already, Matt Snetty, he wanted to be on but couldn't because of things. But look out for him in the future. But with that being said, let's get into things with the Articles of the Week. Take it away, Dayton. Obviously, you guys, we come via fan-sided and, of course, Dish And Houdatdish.com is home to a ton of fantastic Saints articles. Uh, check it out. Our editor, Roy Anderson, has been writing analysis um, multiple on all of our draft picks. He's also been giving draft grades. So be sure to check that out, Houdatdish.com. I also have a piece up there currently called Marcus Davenport could be the final defensive piece for New Orleans. I'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about him. Um, Really just going over the potential impact Davenport could have on the Saints. Uh, And I'm really excited for uh, his tenure on the team. But again, whodatdish.com, be sure to check it out. You can follow them on Twitter at well at whodatdish. uh, And follow us on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. Before we jump into things, Tyler, how are you doing, man? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you, man. Uh, Uh... Almost like a birthday week for me, but uh, way to kick it off for my week, you know. I'm recording another fabulous episode of this podcast, so how have you been, dude? Uh, I've been fantastic. Tyler's birthday was yesterday, so if you guys want to wish him happy birthday, a belated birthday at Raymond Tyler M. Um, or nice. or your birthday was, oh no, it was yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, got right. I got it right, I got it right. 6 ain't wrong. Uh, yeah, congrats, happy birthday, man. So let's just jump into things. I haven't recorded in about a week. It's uh, The draft weekend was, was crazy. Draft weekend was, especially that top 10, that whole quarterback shuffle was crazy. Um, obviously, our New Orleans Saints didn't play conservative on Thursday night either. The team traded away next year's first rounder as well as a fifth rounder for this year, which was 147th. Uh, and they swapped first rounders with the Green Bay Packers. So they went from 27 to 14. And they selected Marcus Davenport. So they moved up 13 spots uh, to get the defensive end out of UTSA, which is University of Texas, San Antonio. The Roadrunners only had a college football program since 2011. Shout out. Uh, they had been, or uh, uh, Davenport had been mocked at that same spot to Green Bay in multiple mock drafts uh, before uh, the actual official draft went live on Thursday night. Uh, New Orleans had six other picks as well in this draft after Davenport uh, for a total of seven. Uh, and they tried to make the most of them. Um, and obviously there was other excitement going on with this draft. Uh, it did not disappoint whatsoever. I, I was absolutely ecstatic. So um, obviously the Saints looked like they knew who they wanted to go after, and they went after him before he potentially went to a, uh, a rival uh, in Marcus Davenport. So, Tyler, what did you think of the pick? Uh, and also, what did you think of the draft overall? What, what were some um, key points that stood out to you during the draft? It's funny. Uh, let me just point this out real quick. Uh, compared to what, uh, in contrast to what we think, other people out there who think they know everything don't think the Saints did a very good job. So if you want to hear the positive of things, come to this podcast. That's where you're here. 
Uh, you will hear it, hopefully. Uh, at least for me. I don't know about Dayton, but at least for me. But um, uh, it, it's funny. You know, I, I love the pick. You know, I, I think it's worth trading up for. You know, the last two times the Saints have drafted defensive ends, they were both pro bowlers, you know. Uh, one's an all-pro in Cameron Jordan, and the other one's Will Smith, you know, the late Will Smith. So if this one works out, I don't think anybody, hopefully, will be talking about what we gave up for him. It's just the fact that it worked out and that we finally have a guy on the other side of um, Cam Jordan, which I'm happy about, hopefully, if it works. But I think it should. But um, other than the draft, though, you know, the draft in itself, I loved it. We uh, This was our only pick. We had one pick in, in the top 90. I was stabbing poor. The rest of the guys are probably just going to be uh, depth uh, pieces, you know, players to hold spots, you know, help things out. But I love it. We got, you know, backup linemen. We've got a running back that looks really cool. We've got a wide receiver that will probably be challenging Brandon Coleman for the third or fourth wide receiver uh, position, you know, a bunch of guys. So I'm looking forward to it, though. What about you, man? What do you think? Yeah, I, I really, really like the pick, and you're right. Come here, come to this podcast for a positive talk about this uh, <laughs> yeah. this this draft pick of Davenport because you're right. Twitter is just riddled with people burning the Saints, going after them for uh, giving up a first round, and, and really it is the whole giving up a first rounder next year, which I totally understand. First round picks are very very valuable, but the Saints could just as easily get back into the first round if they really really wanted to next year. Um, you we, we can see that the later um you know 25 to 32 draft picks are are fairly easy to uh, uh get a hold of especially if you initiate it early so who knows if mickey loomis wants to do that um but as far as actually selecting marcus davenport here let me just tell you uh, this sums it up for you we are entering the mar cam javenport era you heard it here for, <laughs> first people the mar cam javenport area cameron jordan hashtag, uh, hashtag mar cam javenport uh Cameron Jordan obviously all pro uh defensive end another former first round pick as you said Tyler and Marcus Marcus Davenport uh are going to create a fantastic duo Davenport six foot six inches tall massive human being 265 pounds uh he was he he is a top 10 talent he was the second best edge player prospect in this draft behind Bradley Chubb who is a generational talent so that says a lot about um uh Marcus Davenport and Charlie uh, St. Charlie, Charlie Pollock comes on the show. We were just mentioning him a little bit ago. He also tweeted uh, about the comparison. I believe it was, it was either him or Ryan. I'm pretty sure it was Charlie. About the comparisons between Davenport uh, and Jason Pierre-Paul, who Pierre-Paul was a very high draft pick. They have similar measurables, and they play similarly as well. And Jason Pierre-Paul has had a fine NFL career. So I think um, with Davenport and Jordan attacking quarterbacks on either end, I do think that he... He, he may be the answer to our problems. Not 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 just for now either. I, I don't even know if this was necessarily a win-now moment because of kind of the... Well, the, the amount of depth is, ob- depth is obviously good for this defensive end position, but at the same time, I do think Alex Okafor might be more polished if he is healthy. Trey Hendrickson is going to still be developing, so I don't know if Davenport will start right away, um, but this is definitely a, a, a pick for down the line as well because Davenport, even next year, his sophomore year, he, he could be one of the best defensive players, period, in the entire NFL. So uh, I, I'm excited for his rookie season. I, I, I really don't know if I if I expect multiple, um, like, mo- multiple multi-sat games from, from Davenport, if that makes sense. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect him to get double-digit sacks over the year, um, but I do expect him to at least, at the very least, play um, really important 
downs, especially for he, he might be a third down sub package guy, help us get off the field. Might just be pass rusher first and foremost, even though he has the ability to stop the run. Uh, he does need to work on some techniques, uh, so I think that that's why he probably won't be in every down defensive end right away, but he, he will develop massive human being. Uh, half of the guys, or I guess technically over half of the guys, four of the seven guys we drafted are either six foot two or taller, uh, and, and Davenport and um, uh, Will Clapp are, are the two biggest guys there that we got, uh, both hovering around six foot six, six foot seven, so... Uh, I, I really enjoyed this pick as, as, as you did, Tyler, uh, for the one through 10, um, overall NFL draft. That was crazy. Four quarterbacks selected in the top 10. First time that's ever happened. Baker Mayfield yep. went number one. Saquon Barkley went two to the New York Giants. Mayfield goes to the Browns. Number three, Sam Darnold goes to the Jets. I saw that as a steal. Denzel yep. Ward goes to the Browns at four. I thought that was a stretch. Bradley Chubb goes to the Broncos at five. Best defensive player in this draft. Fantastic pick in my mind. Um, six, Quentin Nelson goes to the Colts. Seven, the Bills trade up, and they get Josh Allen. At number eight was Roquan Smith, a prospect I really liked. He's going to the Chicago Bears. They're going to be scary good, I think, next year. Um, number nine, the 49ers selected Mike Gillicki, uh tackle out of Notre Dame, uh, Quentin Nelson's uh, teammate. And then at 10, the Arizona Cardinals, of course, traded up with the Oakland Raiders and selected Josh Rosen, who seems to be the quarterback. So what did you think overall? Uh, uh, and also the Baltimore Ravens traded back into the first round to get Lamar Jackson. So that was five quarterbacks going in the first round. Uh, only the second time this happened in the modern draft era. What did you think overall of, of all the other happenings in the draft, Tyler? Uh, I liked uh, – I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I, I thought it was pretty cool uh, uh, seeing him, uh, you know, uh, get a team at the very end of the first round. That was pretty cool, you know. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco isn't exactly like, you know, like a stud quarterback. You know, he's not like, you know, he, he's in the conversation for elite, but just barely. So right. that'd be really cool to see Joe Flacco, you know, like take over and get things done. I, I'm really curious to see how the whole Baker thing works out. I'm curious to see uh, out of all the quarterbacks drafted in the first round, which ones end up starting uh, day one, which ones end up like, you know, like uh, picking it up when other quarterbacks can't seem to, you know, get it done. Because most of the teams, you know, that picked a quarterback weren't good teams. So, right. Um, uh, there are a lot of great defensive players taken. You know, I think the Saints are one of them. You know, wouldn't surprise me if uh, Marcus Davenport uh, is in the running for uh, defensive uh, rookie of the year. You heard it first, uh, right here. We're saying it first. Um, I don't know. You're saying um, it first. Yeah, we're, I'm saying it first. I'm calling it right now. Marcus Davenport, eight sacks, a bunch of other stuff. It's gonna be good. There you um, go. At least eight. I think you know, if he starts, I, I'm getting sidetracked. But I think I think if he starts, so eight sacks. That's what I'm, I'm predicting. But um, there you go. The whole draft, I liked it though. Um, there were a ton of trades. I thought that was really cool. Um, the only thing I didn't like was uh, possible first round pick Darius Geis from LSU mm. falling so so far down. And apparently there was an allegation with him, the Eagles, that that apparently surfaced, but it was never really true. Apparently. And that, that was one of the many things that apparently it caused him to fall. But I think the Redskins got to steal with him, though. And, and that's yeah. funny because we're going to see Darius Geis apparently when the Saints take on the Redskins in Monday Night Football in October. Mm. So that'll be fun. That'll be really oh. interesting. Yeah, and that'll crazy. be in the Superdome, too. So it'll be kind of a homecoming for, for Geis. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, a lot of it, actually. Yeah, I was really surprised when he fell. I thought it was an absolute reach for the Seahawks to go for uh, Rashad Petty. 
in or Rashad Penny in the uh, in the first round at twenty seven. I see for the same for the Steelers. Uh, for uh, for Terrell uh, Edmonds, right, right, yeah. yeah, 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 safety out of Virginia Tech. That was also an interesting pick. He was great at third round, but again, we see year after year late round picks be, turn into really good NFL players. Maybe this is a case of well, these guys were graded this far into, but uh, this team sees something in them that you know, like this this guy could be the next Richard Sherman. Let's not let him fall into the fifth round type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we yeah. could be proven wrong by those picks. But, uh, yeah, so obviously some surprising ones. I, w- I think I was most overall pissed by the fact that the Baltimore Ravens got both Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, two of the top I four tight end prospects. Uh, we needed one of those, man. We didn't. We, we weren't able to get either. Um, Andrews went five spots ahead of uh, Traquan Smith, who is the wide receiver we selected. We'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, but as far as the, the quarterback shuffle, one through ten, again, I thought Mayfield and Ward were both stretch of picks. So uh, I don't really agree with what the Browns did, the direction that they're moving in. Undersized guys uh, at, at both of their respective positions. I don't know. I, I, I don't see the move. I thought that they, they, they could have went – Barkley or Chubb at the one spot because those are the two best overall talents in this draft. And then whichever quarterback was available at four because they did like Mayfield, they did like Allen, and I think that they I, – I think that Darnold would have been third on their list and, list and all three of those guys would have been there. Or, or my bad, at least one of those three guys would have been there. But, I'm surprised they didn't take Barkley. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised no, they didn't I, take I Barkley Barkley either. could have easily been uh, – Home run hitter. Pick one easily. Yep, yep. I agree. Uh, he did go second overall to the New York Giants, so I think the NFC is is getting a little bit scarier now. So this is really this this has got to be the year for the Saints uh, to to pull it out. Um, and then we saw DJ Moore go to the Carolina Panthers. We saw Calvin Ridley go to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, both of oh, those guys yeah. went in the first round, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got Vita Vey uh, out of the University of Washington, another defensive tackle. So their front seven is is, is scary now. Uh, yeah, Boy, yeah, Jerome McCoy. They got they traded for Jason Pierre-Paul as well. They signed Bo Allen this offseason. And Vinny Curry as well from the Super Bowl champion um, Philadelphia Eagles. And they also have uh, Quan Smith over there, uh, manning the middle for them. So, uh, again, just a very, very good front seven uh, for them. Falcons have a, a really good duo of wide receivers, and the Panthers are helping out Cam Newton. DJ Moore, I really liked him coming out of Maryland. I don't know if he was better than Calvin Ridley, though, as a prospect. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I do. Calvin Ridley is kind of going to be a third option almost for Atlanta, so that's going to be a little bit scary with Mohamed Sanu, Julio Jones, and now. So now now we got a really good front seven in Tampa Bay to worry about and a really good wide receiver or just balls-out offense uh, for Atlanta now to worry about in the division. So, you know, with 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 good prospects that we get, obviously other teams are going to get good prospects as well, and this was a very, very deep draft. Um, but let's get into the other picks that the Saints went with. We That's obviously cool. at number 91, the uh, Saints, l- like you mentioned, Tyler, no picks within the top 90 besides 14 at Mark Stafford. And originally it was just 27, and they had to give up a f- first just to move up 13 spots to get into the top 15. So, um Kind of unfortunate. At pick number 91, they, of course, went with Traquan Smith, the wide receiver out of the University of Central Florida. <coughs> Excuse me. They claim to be the uh, national champions. Of course, they are not, but they were undefeated last season, won the Peach Bowl. He had 59 catches for 1,171 yards. Same. 
in, absolutely insane. 13 touchdowns. They were undefeated. He was the best uh, wide receiver on that roster on the undefeated team. That says a lot. UCF was not a team to mess with. He had a 4.49 40-yard dash. So, really, I think that between him and Cam Meredith, they are going to be competing for that slot position uh, or, or kind of third guy, mm-hmm. third receiver, so to speak. I, I guess technically slot uh, for the Saints offense with uh, Brandon Coleman kind of just being in uh, blocking packages. Uh, and then you also have Ted Ginn as a vertical threat. So they could be flip-flopping, uh, Ken yeah, Meredith and uh, Traquan Smith. But uh, I, I, I really like this pick. I enjoyed that pick a lot. Any any thoughts on, on Smith coming to the team? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I can see him everywhere because, I, I you know, I was reading on Twitter, pro, pro football focus. They were saying, like, you know, how uh, I think once that it was like something like 78% of his catches – went for first downs, you know, yeah. so that'll clearly help considering uh, what we've needed in the past, considering how Willie Sneed, now Baltimore Raven, hasn't showed up and we've struggled on third downs, so that'll help. And I think, you know, you know, he's quick, he he's lengthy. I think, you know, he can almost be, maybe uh, we do double packages with both Ginn and um, uh, Smith going downfield. That'd be interesting. Or maybe like Smith uh, replaces Ginn. In the future, you know, I, I could see him maybe being the guy that we go to downfield. That's what I see. Uh, in yeah. the red zone. That's what, what I see. I, I, I see, because since Ted Ginn is 33 years old, I do see Traquan Smith developing into that role and, and kind of taking over for him when he decides to either leave the team, retire, whatever happens with Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah, I love the pick, though. Me too. You know, uh, wide receiver was like an underrated need, but not so underrated considering, you know, what if, you know, what if Cameron Meredith isn't good to go? Well, we've got Traquan Smith, so. Yeah. You know, I, I love the pick, so. Now, the 127th overall selection for the Saints was the biggest head scratcher, round four pick. They decided to go Rick Letter, offensive tackle out of Florida State. The Seminole, uh, again, is six foot seven, 311 pounds. Uh, he is massive. I mixed him up with Will Clapper earlier for his height. Him and him and uh, Marcus Davenport were the two I, w- I was referring to. So Rick Leonard is massive, but a lot of experts and analysis said that uh, Leonard was a project tackle, almost like a undrafted free agent type signing guy. Uh, and the Saints decided to go with him in round four. But again, he is big. Uh, played on a really good football team in a really good conference. He he knows the level of competition. Uh, but he converted from defensive end to offensive tackle and has only been playing that position for two years now. So he's very raw, very rusty there. Uh, did you think this was a stretch of a pick, Tyler? Or And if you did, how big of a stretch? Uh, do you still like it? What are you thinking? You know, it's funny. I don't know what to believe at this point. You know, because you have all these experts saying it was such a bad pick. It was this pick and the Saints moving up, giving up a first for a defensive end they really need is what basically, uh, according to uh, uh, expert opinions, swirled down the toilet for the Saints. Well, I don't believe that. You know, I don't know if he's going to be good or not. We just need to wait and see. You know, I, I was sort of arguing on Twitter, uh, uh, trying to, like, defend Rick Leonard. You know, we haven't seen him in the NFL yet. Give him a chance. Right. And, uh, you know, I even saw one thing on Twitter. I don't remember who it was from, but it was something of the sources said something like, that Rick Leonard was apparently getting buzz interest in the fifth round. You know, that a team mm-hmm. would have snatched him, up, snatched him up, excuse me, if he was available in the fifth. So it, it, it's sort of smart, I guess, to take him there, you know? I mean, I don't know, man. We just need to wait and see. You know, but I'm happy the Saints got an offensive lineman. 
I think he's going to compete, you know. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see him beat out somebody like Landon Turner, you know, kick him out the door. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just I want to see him play, but yeah, I'm not opposed to any pick. We just had an amazing draft the year before. We had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. So if, yeah. if I'm thinking, if anybody was to give them the benefit of the doubt, it would be me. So right. they've got the benefit of the doubt on this one. But what did you think about him? The Saints are definitely going after size and physicality in this draft. It was clear uh, from the selection of Marcus Davenport. And yeah. it makes total sense. It's been kind of shifting that way over the past two years or so when we get guys like um, Von Bell and Marcus Williams in the second round. Uh, and we get bigger receivers like Michael Thomas uh, and Traquan Smith in these rounds and Brandon Coleman. And we bring those guys in. And, of course, we go to the defensive end or, or the defensive side of things, signing Demario Davis, very physical linebacker, AJ Klein as well, good instincts. Manti Teo is known to be physical and aggressive as his best attributes, and he is on the team and he is thriving in this defense. So uh, it's very clear that that's the direction the Saints want to go. And Leonard is – fits the bill right there he's six foot seven 311 pounds he is a massive human being whether or not he has the skills to make it right now uh, I think he'll develop into it I think that he's going to be on the team for at least two years whether he plays it down or not because if he is a project player he's going to need a little bit more time to develop but he's got the size he's got a little bit of the footwork I was watching some of his uh, tape He's got a little bit of the footwork, but he he is still very sloppy. But he does understand the tendencies of defensive ends a little bit better since he did play that position for a while. So I do like the pick to match the bill, but I do think it will probably end up being a project player, which which sucks. But that's kind of what this draft was filled with for us, like you said, due to our uh, not being able to uh, uh, acquire more draft picks earlier <laughs> in this very yeah. deep. You know, no second round picks, no only one pick in the within the top ninety. So. Uh, kind of sucks. Going away from size, uh, the Saints actually decided to pick two defensive backs, and this kind of made people scratch their heads a little bit more. Uh, you go Nitro Jamerson out of Wisconsin at, at 164th overall. Uh, he's like a safety cornerback, nickelback hybrid, just defensive back out of Wisconsin. Uh, ran uh, fast guy. He, he's going to be good on special teams, going to be good to returner. And then around 6, 189, we get Cameron Moore, a cornerback out of Boston College, another small guy. He's five foot ten. And uh, Jamerson was five foot eleven. Uh, what did you think of these back-to-back defensive back picks? Obviously, we have very talented secondary with Lattimore, Ken Crawley, PJ Williams. We just signed Patrick Robinson. We have Marcus Williams, Von Bell. Uh, we have all of these talented guys in that secondary, and mm. obviously, we do need special teams help. But was it worth to spend, you know, two picks on these guys? I'll say this: uh, let the best man win. You know, I think it comes down to, you know, it could have been maybe the best position available, you know, the best players available for the Saints to take. You know, there were probably other positions that they could have addressed. You know, we would have to go back and check, you know, who was available, see really if they could have done something better. But I I think these were two good picks. You you look at players, you know, that aren't exactly perfect, you know, down at the bottom line of the – Depth chart, you know, for some reason, Devontae Harris is still on this roster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wouldn't surprise me if he left. You know, if he, if he got replaced with somebody better, hence one of those two picks. Um, I just think right now that the Saints, you know, they want the best people. They want the best 53 out there. And if you bring in two players who know their positions well, who can fight for roster spots, who are quality depth players, maybe it'll kick something out. Uh, kick something up out of these other 
backups, you know, to really have them compete for spots. And, you know, uh, if I hadn't mentioned it already, they're quick, they're fast, they're special teams gunners too. So, yeah, uh, good picks for me. I, I'm, I'm okay. all on board with having people fight for deaf spots, having people, you know, really compete, you know, to stay on the roster. I'm down for that because you'll have the best people available on that team in case something happens. Uh, in case you remember uh, a few years back, remember when all those cornerbacks went down for the Saints? It was so bad. Yeah. You know, it was like a nightmare, you know, and who, who knows? Something happens like this, knock on wood, worst case scenario, we're so prepared. So, yeah, depth, I, I love depth is fantastic. I wouldn't say I, I love both of these picks. I'm fine with Cameron Moore being there uh, at 189th. Uh, he is definitely going to be a four-year starter at Boston College. He he was definitely experienced in, in, in that field, and I think that he'll be able to bring a lot to the table for the Saints, but... I really just expect him to be a special teams guy, and again, in the depth, if he even makes the roster. So I, I do think that that was that was a good pick. But with Jamerson, yeah. undersized guy, don't really know his role. We have Patrick Robinson. Maybe he's going to be some sort of backup or third string guy for that exact position, and then play special teams and, and also return the ball. I, I think we got Jamerson specifically for that reason, but I feel like he could have been there uh, at the spot where we got more. And mm-hmm. I would have been fine going Jamerson at, in round six. And then a guy like Tyler Conklin, who uh, went a, a little bit after Jamerson, tied in out of Central Michigan, uh, fantastic hands, ends up going to the Minnesota Vikings now. Uh, I think that he could have been a, a really good project tight end for us uh, to kind of – because we didn't target a tight end in this draft until we got out. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so, really, I think we could have went Jamerson in, in six if we wanted to or another sort of return – defensive back hybrid whoever wanted to in, in round six and then round five probably go try to go tight end uh i don't know I, I don't think we need to go defensive back back to back in this mm-hmm. in this draft at least uh but the but the depth is good you're right you're absolutely right the depth is awesome uh round six 201st overall local guy out of louisiana tech running back boston scott uh short guy five foot seven uh but he has fantastic tape and he averaged 5.7 yards per carry as a senior last year uh, yeah, and had over a thousand after touch. Sorry, I, over, I just had to throw that in there. And had over a thousand yards um, uh, rushing. So yeah, did you like that pick? Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, it just popped up in my head. I it was an insane stat reading that three point nine yards per carry after being touched. So after being uh, attempted to be tackled or something like that, you know, just gets through it, keeps on going. So I like it, you know. Um, you know, I think it's funny that the Saints almost draft like a running back every year, needless to say. And it, it throws a little uh, mix or a swing, you know, into things, you know, because you've got Trey Edmonds, you've got Daniel Wasco back there. So I like the pick. It's a sixth-round pick. I mean, yeah. what are you going to expect? So what do you think? Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't too bad. He was uh, a really good running back for his team. In college, according to Pro Football Focus, he was the third overall graded uh, in all the NCAA uh, for running backs. Uh, he, he, he's a small guy, and I do think that we need to at least put some competition into, into camp for that third running back spot. So I do like this pick. If anything, he is very expendable. We don't need a running back at all. Uh, but it, uh, I think it was a good pick. If you're going to pick a guy, pick at least somewhat of a, a head-down runner, speedy guy that... You can try to uh, uh, utilize out of the backfield, kind of like almost. He, he's the size of Darren Sproles. I'm not saying he has that skill set at all, but he could potentially 
potentially fit into that role. I, I think that that would be his ceiling for the team. And then, of course, Will Clapp going uh, seventh, seven round number number 245th overall, the offensive lineman out of LSU, another local guy. Finally. Some people thought he was like fifth or fourth. And, and Tyler, it's funny that you say finally. People, here's the thing. It's like a curse on Twitter. No, 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 and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, address, I'm gonna address it right now, and and people can okay, get mad at me. People, people listening, obviously, I know that a lot of you Saints fans are LSU fans. The Saints do not owe LSU players anything. They do not need to draft LSU players, and 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 there's no reason they even, they don't need to target LSU players either. They need to target the best prospects they need for the team. And if that means going after these Ohio State guys who are actually in the national championship games, putting up banners, being recruited a little bit even more than what Ed, Ed Orgeron is doing, so be it. The, the, the Saints do not owe LSU players anything. And and that that's the vibe I get from, from Saints Twitter sometimes, that they owe LSU players something. They owe LSU. Like, if there's an LSU guy there, you better take him. If, and if you go over some – or if you go to some other prospect over this LSU guy um, – the Saints don't owe LSU players anything, but Will Clapp, fantastic pick. He was mocked like fourth, third round guy a lot of the time. We get him. Uh, he is six foot four, three hundred eleven pounds, big guy. He he is that combo versatile offensive lineman. He can play guard, center, or tackle. We got him in the seventh round, and I think that he has the best shot of making the team um, out of all the guys I listed past Traquan Smith. So I, I, I like the pick. What do you think? <laughs> well, first man, I, I'm like I'm almost blushing to a fact that. You're gonna have all these LSU fans uh, blow us up on Twitter now, complaining. <laughs> but um, hey guys, so make sure to go uh, check out Dayton Brown on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. There we go. Not me, thanks. But um, okay. Uh, I like to pick. Uh, I was talking to some LSU fans actually about it, people that I know, and they love the pick. Uh, from the way I heard, people can believe that he was still in the seventh round. He started all of his games uh, as a center, I believe. Oh no, no, thank you, Siri. But um, <laughs> no, uh, my phone just picked it up. Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Um, I, I like the pick. Uh, when I was reading about some of the things that he wasn't good at, nothing really like stood out to me that something that like would prohibit him from being a good offensive lineman. And like I said, the Saints, you know, they they've got the benefit of the doubt. They've even picked some great offensive linemen in the past, and it's unfortunate I can't uh, remember any. I would totally mention them. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great pick. You know, uh, it, it brought some LSU fans happy. So, yeah, you know, go Saints. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, go Saints. So, if you had to dr- uh, grade the draft uh, from mm-hmm. the Saints, the seven picks, what letter grade would you give these Saints? B. Okay. I was going to say B minus, but B. And w- you get, uh, now the, besides uh, Davenport, and none of these players are immediate starters, uh, bearing any changes, hopefully no changes to the roster. You've got a solid offensive lineman depth. You've got cornerback and safety depth. Sure, there were, there would have been other positions that they could address. We'll talk about that in a sec, which positions that still need to be addressed or that we should worry about, if anything. But um, you, you've got a defensive end who can be the future for you. You've got a wide receiver who's going to really open things up a bit for the Saints. A B. You know, it wasn't okay. great. It wasn't like, oh, this put us, you know, top of the notch, greatest team ever in the NFL. It was a good draft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was a good draft. It wasn't bad. You know, some questionable moves, but a B. 
what will you what would you grade them i'm going similar i'm going b minus a lot of people have the yeah. saints at a c or c plus they were kind of disappointed uh in the draft but marcus davenport i thought was a great pick giving up that first rounder should not go into their draft grade this year at all whether it turns out to be good or bad save that for 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 next year's grade uh i i thought that 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 was a fantastic pick at that spot good value Traquan smith was also a really good pick i do like the, what he's going to be able to bring to the table they i would have given them a better grade maybe a bb plus even uh if they wouldn't have gone with two defensive backs and they would have gone with one uh tight end um and i, I i'm still unsure about selecting i don't know if, if you're going to go after a good running back to kind of compete for that third string spot maybe do a little bit earlier than than round six but I, I do think Brandon Scott is is a really, really interesting prospect for us uh, coming in the <laughs> season. But yeah, I'm going to give them a B minus. Wish they would have targeted tight end uh, quarterback. I don't I don't really care much about, even though they did invite uh, both J T Barrett and uh, Nathan Silvers yep. out of Troy. Uh, so so two Ohio guys, local Ohio guys, uh, coming into Saints uh, rookie camp uh, as quarterbacks. Uh, which one? So. B minus for me, B for you for the Saints. Uh, let's just quickly go over some of the uh, undrafted rookie free agents that the Saints have signed. Uh, the biggest name is Western Kentucky tight end Dion Yelder. Uh, that was the only tight end the Saints, you know, even went after during this entire draft uh, process. Uh, he's getting paid ninety thousand dollars, which is quite a bit for uh, undrafted free agents. Usually, it's a whole lot less than that. Uh, he's six foot four, two hundred fifty five pounds. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. He's probably going to be a practice squad guy, uh, but he could make a name for himself. He could absolutely just explode onto the scene. He, he is a big guy. Uh, and, and also with the Saints draft, uh, I, I do enjoy the amount of size they went after and, and, and these big guys because they also got uh, Keith Kirkwood, a six foot two wide receiver out of Temple. Six foot two, same size. He's, he's pretty much identical to a trick on Smith in terms of physique. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting. He's going to be competing, getting the best out of everybody. And we'll see if he also makes a special teams. Who knows? Uh, we also, out of South Carolina, we got Taylor Stallworth, who is a defensive tackle. And uh, we also got Corey Helms, who is a center guard combo, uh, out of, uh, obviously, South Carolina as well. Uh, Stallworth is six foot two, and Helms is six foot four. Again, massive guys we're bringing on the team. And then we got University of Oregon defensive tackle Henry Mondo. Eastern Illinois long snapper A.J. Hantick, Tennessee linebacker Colton Jumper, Cincinnati cornerback Lyndon Stevens, and Colorado tackle Jeremy Irwin. Uh, any of those names stick out to you? Any of those moves really stick out to you, Tyler? What would you think? I was going to say first, uh, the J.T. Barrett, you know, I think that really mm-hmm. shocked everybody because, you know, a lot of the uh, quote-unquote experts thought the Saints were taking a quarterback in this draft. They didn't. Yeah. They took one as an undrafted free agent. J.T. Barrett. Uh, was one of those quarterbacks that could have potentially been drafted too. So if he ends up panning out, uh, I, I could say this though, from who I've talked to, he, he he's a quarterback, you know, he, he's not the best passer, but but he's almost like a uh, Lamar Jackson. He has that athletic ability to, you know, extend plays, keep things going, you know, just yeah. keep the chains moving. And I think he could be a player that could be coached up, you know. I, I, I would love some quarterback competition, you know. Uh, the Saints backup right now, sort of in the air. You know, we've got Taysom Hill, Tom Savage, now J.T. Barrett. I'd love to see what he can do. But, um, yeah, the tight end uh, they mentioned earlier, I think that's interesting. You know, they probably think highly of him, you know, especially wanted to bring him in, you know, paid him all that money because they, you know, they think, you know, we think you're a tight end that's somebody that could maybe potentially do something to help us, you know. 
Uh, I like the moves, you know. I think the Saints are always pretty good at picking undrafted free agents out of people. I think that, you know, uh, the Saints are one of those weird teams that, you know, if if any undrafted free agents could potentially make a roster, it'd be this team, you know, maybe like some offensive linemen that stood out, some defensive linemen that stood out that we could really use. But uh, other than that, I, I enjoyed everything. Anything else yeah. you want to mention? Before we uh, head into topic two, or? Uh, I do enjoy the uh, targets that the Saints are bringing in for Drew Brees, including uh, Deion Yelder and um, Keith Kirkwood uh, as undrafted free agents, You're, combining them with um, Traquan Smith uh, that that we actually drafted. Uh, other than that, no, nothing really sticks out to me. These guys are going to be competing for uh, training camp spots, so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what we end up doing with these guys. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it and. Speaking of that, you know, train camp is just, uh, it's coming right around the corner. Mini camp is coming up soon. You know, we're looking forward to that, guys. I know you will be, too. Seeing all those rookies coming up, uh, improving, uh, impressing people, you know, uh, trying to make their, uh, trying to make what they want to do for a living a reality. So that'll be interesting to see. But what do you think, Dan? Let's, you know, let's start off. I want to hear what you think. What positions are are still left for the Saints. You know, we mentioned a little bit earlier, we came at it, that tight end could still be something that they could go after, you know, if there are any free agents left, you know, maybe some defensive line, you know. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, tight end for oh. sure. Defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping in before you steal anymore. Uh, tight end, defensive <laughs> You're tackle. Good. I want to hear him, yeah. Are, are, are for sure uh, uh, targets that we need to go after because – Still unsure about Kobe Fleener and his contract. We're still unsure about the development of, of Josh Hill and Ben Watson is at the tail end of his career for defensive tackle. You got Sheldon Rankins and then not much else. Tyler Davison looks like he's going to be projected to be our starter again alongside Sheldon, and we still need depth there. So hopefully we go after those guys. Getting Henry Mandau out of uh, Oregon is the step in the right direction, but I wish we would have targeted a guy again. Uh, not even in the draft, more so free agency. Maybe not so in Indomitian Sue, maybe a, a lesser guy that we could have gotten on a, on a smaller contract. I think we're locked up at cornerback, defensive back, safety for sure. Uh, kicker, punter is good. Quarterback for now. I would like us to uh, consistently go after a quarterback within the next um, 24 months until you know Drew Brees' contract with the team is up. Always be looking at somebody. Always be bringing them into camp. We might find a diamond in the rough to potentially replace Breeze or a guy that we can trade for draft pick that could get us a guy to replace Breeze. Anything, really anything. So we need to be looking out for that offensive line. We got the depth down. A lot of developmental guys, so hopefully they'll be ready to step in if we knock on wood do have any uh, injuries to the offensive line. Wide receiver, I really like what we got going on. Running back, I really like what we got going on. So really, I think it's just really tight end and uh, defensive tackle because now defensive end with Marcus Davenport, I think we're short up for a little bit uh, for a few years. And, and linebacker, I guess you could say linebacker, especially on the outside, the weak side. Craig Robertson is getting up there in age, but uh, uh, our 4-3 set is uh, uh, very beneficial to us. And now that we have the defensive ends, it kind of takes off the pressure from those outside linebackers. So um, really, yeah, tight end defensive tackle for me. It's funny. Uh, as I'm looking at my notes, you couldn't have said that better uh, yourself. You know, um. I couldn't have said that better myself, but um, it's funny. Uh, in order for me, in my opinion, I've got defensive line, you know, like D tackle, tight end, offensive line, because it still doesn't hurt to get some depth there, you know, just in case anything goes wrong, and linebacker in that order. And I think, you know, right now that these aren't super huge needs. I mean, I, I think maybe obviously from the tight end, you know, that, that would I would have loved to see them take a tight end, 
for the draft, but um, we didn't. Yeah. So, but other than that, I think we're good off right now. You know, unless again any barring barring any changes, any injuries, any major shocking news that happens before the season starts, I I think we're set off right now. You know, and that brings me to my next question for you, bud. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, what do you like about most heading into uh, heading into training camp and into mini camp? What do you like most about this team uh, going forward? I really like. Moves? I really like the size we're presenting. I really like the defensive mentality that we are. Or Dennis Allen mainly is implementing into this team. Uh, Sean Payton is still head coach, and we still have Drew Brees. What I might like most, as mm-hmm. well, is that a lot of these guys returning understood the wave of emotions the Saints had to ride a season ago. So these second-year, third-year guys are already more experienced and, and developed in terms of emotions and the mentality uh, it takes to be in the NFL than uh, you, you know your average second or third-year guy. So I really enjoy that coming into this season. So they're going to be prepared. Marcus Williams looking for you, man. I'm really excited to see what he's going to be able to do in training camp in the preseason. So. Uh, really, I'm excited about just about everything uh, surrounding this team as far as the, the state of mind that they're in and the way that they're going to present themselves physically. Um, Drew Brees, still going to be slinging the ball. Always got to like that. The wide receiver core, the options he has. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, and and our, our secondary is still going to be kicking some butt. So uh, uh, I'm excited for a lot of things. Uh, I just want football to come back, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm looking forward to it, too. It, it's funny. You know, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, what's one thing I like most about it? I think it's something that happens every year. It's actually the most reoccurring, reoccurring thing that happens every year. That's the camp battles. You know, I actually yeah. wrote down a couple. So the quarterbacks, you've got Taysom Hill versus Tom Savage versus JT Barrett. For the depth of the cornerback position, you've got the new guys that we've drafted versus uh, Arthur Millette, P.J. Williams, all those good guys. Devontae Harris, uh if you even want to throw him in there. Backup lineman, you've got Landon Turner versus the new lineman we've drafted. The the wide receiver position, who's going to be the number two, the number three? That'll be interesting. The backup mm-hmm. defensive ends, Alex Jenkins versus Al-Kaden Muhammad versus Hauli Kikaha, you know, if you want to throw him in there. So I think that's going to be good. But um, uh, a quick thing, I want to throw this in there because I'm curious to see what you've got. We didn't uh, throw it on the script, but I want to hear it anyway from you. Uh, out of all the positions right now in the air uh, that are up, up for grabs uh, for the Saints, which position uh, takes the cake? Which position do you think is going to be the most interesting leading up to training camp? You know, for potentially who could start, or potentially who could be slated where? Mm, I'm going to go with offensive line, actually. I, I really want to say yeah. receiver, but there's only really who. Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn Jr. are going to get a bulk of. It's all gonna and I, I they're paying Cam Meredith, so I'm assuming the one two three is gonna be Thomas Ginn and Meredith, uh, and then Traquan Smith's gonna be kind of the fourth option, Brandon Coleman for blocking pay. So I, I I'm kind of predicting what's already gonna be happening with the receivers with the offensive linemen though. I mean you it's have Andrews Pete, you have Ryan Ramchick, you have Teron Armstead, but you now have Max Unger's getting up there in age. If there is any sort of injury, do we? want to try to have Will Clapp step up. What is Rick Leonard going to be like? Is he going to be a viable option? Landon Turner, is he going to be, uh, you know, making the team at all? Uh, what are we going to do with these guys, these new guys? And what are we going to do with the returning guys? Because it always seems to shuffle around. Uh, we do have uh, best offensive line of last year, but it was shuffled up a little bit. Uh, Larry Warford is still there. Uh, so I, I do think that we have fairly set uh, uh, starting five. But again, with the injuries that we have, 
uh, with the talent that we have even behind them. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. So uh, I'm, I'm most interested to see offensive line. Probably second would be linebackers for me. What are you thinking? There you go. I'd love to hear that. You know, um, and hopefully, you know, may the best man win. I almost want to say secondary, but the thing is, though, it's like no matter who wins, you know, the Saints are the winners because they're they're getting the best players available to help their team out of what they have, you know, and I can say offensive linemen too, you know, I, I'm curious to see what, you know, uh, what we're going to get out of the rookies we drafted and the undrafted free agents because, you know, they're going to, you know, they're trying the hardest. They're trying to get a job. But um, uh, defensive end for me, you know, uh, backup defensive end, you know, I, these guys have all been there before, but we haven't really heard, like, we haven't heard much of anything from all three of them. Like I mentioned earlier, Alex Jenkins, the overseas player, I believe, who uh, who came over because of that new, mm, the new I'm forgetting rule, all right. the details. Yeah, uh, the new uh, yeah, the new rule that allowed him to come over and come to the Saints randomly. You have you know the Al Kane Muhammad last year's I believe sixth round draft pick, the Holy Kikaha player who hasn't you know hasn't exactly lived up to the name you know lived up to what we expected of him. So that'd be for me you know in case things go sour. I want to know who's backing up Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport and, you know, Alex Okafor. So that would be my guys. I like that. I like that. And obviously that is the position we needed to address the most, right, opposite of Cam Jordan. So it's going to be interesting to see who those secondary guys are going to be for us, uh, second string. So, man, what fantastic draft weekend, too. It was so much fun. Yeah, man. It it never seems to disappoint, that's for sure, especially when, you know, uh, your favorite team, you know, has got picks to make the team even better. So yes, sir. I'm happy with it though. Oh yeah, I'm super pumped. Happy birthday to you, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, uh, happy birthday to our Saints. You know, to another year. It's not even their birthday. Just another year to them getting better. I don't know. Happy anniversary. That way, but you know, man, talk about another great episode. You know, we we thank you guys so much for tuning. You know, to again another great episode. This is your first time coming on. Thanks yeah. for trying. Hopefully, we can keep you here. Let us know but, what you guys uh, think another... as well on Twitter. Let us know what you think at the WDD Podcast. Let us know what, what, what you're thinking about any of these draft picks. What do you like? What didn't you like? Free agent signings afterwards. What did you like? What didn't you like? Do you like the size? Do you think the direction the team is going is smart? Let us know what you think. Tweet us. We, we, we love hearing from you guys. Yes, we do. And a quick shout-out again to our guests who couldn't make it. Let me pull up their Twitter handles. You guys can talk to them. Uh Show them some love. Uh, tell them how much uh, you want them to be back on the show. So for our first guest, you know, uh, St. Charlie at, you know, at St. Charlie on Twitter. Our other guest, Matt Snetty, his uh, Twitter handle is at the underscore Snetty. Uh, they'll be on eventually, guys. You know, they're going to come on tonight to talk talk some football, but they couldn't make it. Doesn't mean they won't be on in a future episode, so look forward to that. But, you know, other than that, though, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh Here's where you can find us if you want to check our social media, give us a like, give us a follow, check out our articles. So on Twitter, you can follow us like we mentioned at the uh, Who That Just Podcast. You can follow us at the WDD Podcast. Follow Dayton Brown, my good buddy on the other side of the mic, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. If you're an LSU fan, make sure to show him some love and not hate. It's all in good fun, though. <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> uh, make sure to check me out at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check out the Who That Dish podcast uh, on the uh, on iTunes, on Blog Talk Radio, and YouTube. Those are the three main places you can find us. Who That Dish, the main contributor, the main source for all this goodness from this podcast. Uh, check them out on Facebook 
and the internet. You know, all those great articles like Dayton mentioned earlier from him, from our main man, uh, Roy, our editor. All those great articles you can check out there. But yeah, guys, we appreciate you tuning in to another episode. We love the support, and you know, we appreciate it. Oh, and make sure to check out the um, the draft extravaganza, too. That was a first annual, so show yes. us some love there, too. Yes, be sure to uh, check that out. Compare and contrast what we thought was going to happen versus what actually happened. Obviously, none of us really predicted a trade. Uh, we all kind of figured the Saints if were going to stay put. I think Mark George kind of called it, though. He he, 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 he kind of thought the Saints were going to move up, but really exciting stuff, man. Uh, yeah, be sure to check out the extravaganza. Thank you, Tyler, for being a great co-host. Happy birthday again to you. Ditto. Uh, be sure to wish him a happy Thanks. belated birthday, guys, at Raymond Tyler M. Be sure to follow me at Dan underscore Brown underscore. Uh, we'll be throwing up polls on on the uh, podcast Twitter at the WDD podcast. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Block Talk Radio. Hit that subscribe button. It really means a lot to us, guys. We really appreciate it. So, again, for Tyler Raymond, I'm Dayton Brown. We thank you guys so much for tuning in to today. It is May 2nd, 2018. The Saints are only a little bit away from the start of rookie training camp and then uh, uh, just about two months away from regular training camp. And, and we'll be here for it every step of the way. So thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, who dat? Who dat? <laughs>